Okay, people, this week's warm-up news, and guess what? Jordan Henderson has taken the money, and he's off to Al Etifak in Saudi Arabia. All those years of campaigning for human rights obviously doesn't bother him now. I find it quite funny how Sky Sports News only showed clips of him wearing the LGBTQ armband. In the next picture, they showed him handing the armband to his teammate as he's being subbed off. Mares is also a goner as he's off to Saudi Arabia as well. And Abamyang has just signed for Marseille this evening. Chelsea have literally shipped out a full starting eleven during this transfer window. Mendy, Koulibaly, Ampadu, Aspie, Kante, Mount, Kovacic, Loftus-Cheek, Pulisic, Havertz and Aubameyang. Respect to Diaby, who's turned down the Saudis and looks like he's on his way to Villa. Anthony Alanga looks like he's on his way to Forest for £15 which is a great bit of business in my opinion. Forest is one of those teams I like and I'm hoping they stay up next season. And as soon as that deal is signed, sealed and delivered, I hope Alex gets the Alanga IPO sorted pretty sharpish. Lastly, BT Sports is now known as TNT Sports, but will it be explosive next season? Good evening, people, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Stocks FC Files. Yes, I've made it to double digits, which was never the plan when I scheduled that first Twitter space to give people a platform to come and discuss everything about Stocks FC. Since then, I've created a brand, a structure for the show, taught myself how to podcast, and I now spend around 15 hours a week creating content for you guys to look at or listen to. I just want to say a massive thank you to those of you who like and retweet my content and engage with the show. If anyone wants to buy me some stocks or reward me for the effort I put into creating all this content, then there's a tips button at the top of my Twitter profile because the dice rolls from the content bounties haven't been kind to me whatsoever. I've been rolling ones and twos after 15 hours work yet the other content creators spend an hour making a video and rolling 11 or 12, winning them $60 compared to my 5 or 10. Alternatively, if anybody wants to sponsor the show, then hit me up via the DMs. Any profits I do receive will go straight into Stocks FC, which benefits all of us. As long as you guys keep tuning in, I'll keep making content for you, but if it gets to the point where 15 hours of my time each week isn't worth the effort, then the show will probably die, which I hope isn't the case. Also, from looking at my Apple podcast stats earlier today, I'd just like to give a shout out to those of you listening in from Birmingham, London, Preston, Oxford, Newbury, Manchester, Edinburgh, Brighton, and all the way from Porto in Portugal. Thank you to everyone for tuning in, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to watching my country's stats expand to see how far and wide Stocks FC spreads with it being a global platform. Get on the blower to your mates in other countries and get them on it whilst the new referral campaign is live. So moving on to this week's show and I've got another special guest joining me and like me he's put many many hours into his content 
and he's now the first stats subscription service in the world of Stocks SC. So tonight's show is going to be a stats fest. Right, this week's gossip from around the world of Stocks FC. Tarkowski got added to our portfolios on Sunday evening and somebody put 1,400 stocks up for sale straight away at a price of 13.3 million per stock. There are some funny people out there or people who don't know how the order book works. If you want an education on order books, then check out the video on my YouTube channel. Just search for Chris Talks Crypto and please make sure you subscribe to the channel whilst you're there. I saw members of the community asking what percentage of the team of the season wallet gets paid out at the end of the season. Alex's response was during the beta test, 100% of the wallet was paid out. However, it's not been confirmed what percentage will be paid out at the end of next season yet. They will confirm the exact percentage at the start of August when they release the scoring and rewards FAQs document. Personally, I'd like to see 100% of the wallet paid out at the end of the season because I think it rewards users for all their efforts buying and trading players over the last 12 months. Any money left in the wallet just becomes dead money for the next 12 months. And I'd much rather this money be paid out as rewards and go back into the platform in the following season through IPOs, etc., which then fills up the team of the season wallet again. Enough of the gossip. It's time for some facts. Next up is Superstats. So, if you're listening to the recording of this on your favourite podcast app, then you will find a link to the stats spreadsheet in the description. If you can't read the stats, then figure out how to use a smartphone because they're crystal clear on my device. Also, I've seen people saying how quiet the transfer market is or there's not enough happening on the platform. I really don't know where they're getting that gibberish from because it's been a couple of record-breaking weeks and the busiest we've seen on the transfer market since the launch of the platform. They're obviously not following my show or paying attention to the stats I produce every week, otherwise they'd know what's really going on. P.S. It's also closed season, so what do you expect? Okay, this week's stats are as follows. The platform currently has 2,154 registered accounts, which is an increase of 42 in the last week. There's been 37 players IPO'd onto the platform so far. This week's most traded player was Mitrovic, with a massive 2,100 of his stocks being traded, which is 16% of his supply. The community got it correct again this week, meaning you've increased your lead over me as it's now 4-2 to you guys. Get involved in the vote, everyone. Around lunchtime on the day of the show, I tweet the most traded players during the previous week and you guys have to vote on who you think was the most traded. So check my Twitter and come and get involved. 
King Kane still has the biggest supply, sitting at 31,643 stocks. That next huge premium player has to be just around the corner, right? Chris Wood now has the smallest supply, sitting at 940 stocks. And because I find the lure of a low supply so tempting, you're now listening to the proud owner of 10.63% of his supply. Looking for that one win that will get my 20 quid back. Otherwise, I own 10% of nothing. There's been a total of 476 stocks burnt to date, which is an increase of 66 in the last week, which means for the second week on the trot, it's been a record-breaking week on the transfer market. With the burn being 1%, if we multiply that 66 by 100, then it gives us a rough idea that 6,600 stocks have been traded on the transfer market in the last week, which sets a new record. Jesus and Madison are still neck and neck when it comes to the biggest percentage of a supply burnt, with them both sitting at 0.50%. Ignoring the players who were IPO'd last week, this means Havertz is the only player whose burn is yet to start. We've seen a total of 290,656 stocks IPO'd since the inception of the platform. That's an extra 12,868 stocks added in the last week. On the wallets front, we've reverted back to a worst case scenario, which is understandable considering Eze was the only IPO that got any real attention this week. If you don't know what I'm talking about regarding the scenarios, then listen to episode seven of my show. The Team of the Week wallet spent three weeks increasing at a rate of roughly 1.3 Ethereum per week. It then moved up a level and for the next three weeks, it increased at a rate of roughly 2.6 Ethereum per week. This week, it has reverted back to the previous levels as we only saw an increase of 1.48 Ethereum in the last seven days. The staking wallet has reached the halfway point regarding what's needed to run an Ethereum validator node. To run a node on the Ethereum network, you need 32 ETH and the staking wallet is currently sitting at 16 ETH after 11 weeks, which isn't bad at all in my opinion. I have no idea what the team's plan is for staking stuff, but... I'm sure we'll get some news around Christmas time when the wallet is at a decent enough level to make some moves. The overall market cap is ticking over nicely with another 2.53 Ethereum added to it in the last week. Right, welcome to the main segment of the show, everyone. This week, I am joined by Jerry from InfoStocks FC, which is the first stats subscription service in the world of Stocks FC. Unfortunately, Coach O'Reilly couldn't join us as he's got an anger management meeting to attend today. And only those of you who subscribe to Jerry's service will get that joke. Jerry has been a valuable member of the Stocks FC community since the beta testing days and he's put a huge amount of work into building a stats service for the community to access a whole range of player stats to help them build their Stocks FC portfolio. 
I have to say his infographics are pretty impressive and very easy on the eye, that's for sure. So without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah, welcome to the show, Jerry. Cheers, buddy. And how are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, I've had a chest infection all week. It's end of school term. So all of it shattered. But yeah, looking forward to holidays. Uh, and, and the new season's starting. So not many days now. Yeah, it's getting closer. So what if we've got two weeks to the charity shoot? Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. And then that's going to be a really good test of the platform. See how the in-play rewards work, all that sort of stuff. The live scoring. And then the following week, it is here we go time and it will all be kicking off. Happy days again. How about you give the audience some background history about yourself, which of these platforms you have played before and anything else you want to disclose about the man behind the stats? Okay. Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, My background's PE teaching, so former head of PE, uh, sports college, uh, stats, very important. Uh, tracking students, making sure we know where they are and setting targets for where we want them to be and then reviewing that. So I think that's hugely important in all walks of life, basically, is knowing that, having that information at hand and knowing what we can do to make things better. Um, As for me, rugby was my main background. Um, Played top level uh, university, coached university team in my final year, coached Southwest England ladies, and um yeah i played both until i was 16 football and rugby played rugby but football's always been my passion i was given a arsenal shirt as a nine-year-old on a holiday in barnet where my dad was from and and that stuck so i've been an arsenal supporter and passionate about football uh even though i played rugby from the age of 16 onwards uh i was a member of Football Index, uh, brilliant concept, but unfortunately, uh, like many others, uh, lost tens of thousands on that. Um, Scandalous, we still wait. We have people fighting, doing an amazing job. Uh, Credit to them. Can't really speak them up enough. But yeah, so here we are now with Stocks FC. Um, no so rare, no footstock? No. I no. saw a few Josh Kimmicks oh. come up for sale on, on so rare, but I don't know. I just felt didn't deliver the same. And, and I don't know because I I never tried it, so it would be unfair for me to, to comment. But at the time, it just didn't tickle my fancy. Uh, and I kind of just mooched along. FPL took over. Um, I've also done club as well. So that kind of has, has come and gone, but it's back again. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing Stocks FC. You know, the, the, the Football Index was a brilliant concept. I think loads of people loved it. And it's great yeah. that, w- that we have something similar now. Yeah, for sure. That that whole buzz is back, live rankings, all that sort of stuff. So as far as Stocks FC goes, how would you rate their progress out of 10 so far? Give us your honest opinion regarding the platform. Um, I, I think Alex deserves huge credit. I think I think he's put in an enormous amount of hours. Uh, he's always been there in the early days. Everyone's got a question to ask. Rapid in his response. 
act very quickly on any um, on, on any information or any errors. He's always quick to put things right, and and he's he's got a model that I think with sustainability at its core. I think it, it, it's a very good model, and I think it maybe will learn from the failures of of football index. So I know people are still wary because of past events, and that's understandable. But I think so far so good. I'd I'd give him a score seven or eight out of ten. Yeah. Eight out of ten, solid score. And to think we've not even enjoyed this platform yet in the sense that, you know, football's not been in full flow. So, absolutely buzzing for the new season and really can't wait for it to get started. So, from a personal perspective, which team do you support? Although you've already yeah. said Arsenal. And if I'd known that, you might not have got an invite to come on the Hush. show. Hush. <laughs> So, what's your um, what's your stocks FC portfolio looking like? Um, you know, for example, I'm currently up to four thousand nine hundred stocks spread across thirty four different players. Until this week, there were only two IPOs I decided not to buy, which were Declan Rice and Kyle Walker. Now, the plan for this week was to only buy Eze, <laughs> but Woods, Woods, um, yeah, Woods's supply tempted me in. And I've also purchased my customary 25 stocks for Virgil van Dijk, hoping he scores a header in the early stages of the season. So, yeah, what's yours looking like? Um, It's looking good. Um, On on the Arsenal thing, you know, I I put Kane on my fantasy football team. I don't hold grudges. I know people that shoot themselves in the foot and pledge complete allegiance, but I'm happy to go either way. But Arsenal doesn't question my support for Arsenal. As for my portfolio, um, I've got 22 players at a range from 11% ownership down to 0.5, three and a half thousand stocks in one player to 40 stocks. So um, maybe I've not planned my purchases out as I should, but sometimes a little bit like a child in a candy shop, you know, you see too much of a good thing, spend, spend, spend. Uh, you, you deal with the consequences later. Um, I know some have been extremely disciplined and credit to them. They've stuck to a budget, stuck to the plan. Um, as for my portfolio, I'm happy with it. Just looking forward to the season now. Yeah, there's definitely some people out there that have been extremely disciplined. Yeah, They've got a list of 15, 20 players, whereas I'm I'm the other way around. I'm looking at which 15, 20 players don't I buy because I don't see, uh, yeah, they've got zero value. And then, yeah, I'm buying everyone else, basically. So um, Yeah, on, on that, Chris, I think that there's a lot of people waiting for the big boys. And when the big boys come, the supply will go through the roof. But the question yeah. is, do, are they, do those players represent value because of, of the um, supply, basically, diminishes the rewards part? So that's an interesting balance with how Stocks FC has presented itself. Yeah, I mean, you know, in episode seven, when I estimated the rewards and Kane, you know, Kane came out at half a penny for a worst case scenario. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was compared to other players who were getting like four and a half P for a worst case scenario win. So, yeah, that means Kane's got to win nine times just to equate to one win that the other guy gets who gets four and a half P sort of thing. So, yeah. Supply is, is going to be um, really interesting. So, who's the 11% ownership? Oh, 
I wasn't going to divulge that in <laughs> information. Spill the beans. Uh, but he, let, let's put it this way he's a squeaky bum hold <laughs> okay you're, I'm sure you'll let us know when they, when he wins those rewards and you've got a massive payout um, yeah I'm sure you'll be sharing yeah, when the German league so, is up and running okay so what made you start the stats subscription service um, it, well, it, it wasn't something I planned to do uh, I always use data as I mentioned through school, through coaching, um, and I kind of use it to represent information in a in a more creative way, so you can identify patterns and visualize numbers more easily. Um, then, with the stocks FC came along, I thought if I'm investing money in this, then I need to invest time in understanding who I'm buying and what they've got to offer. So, I think that's crucial, especially if you're spending money on it. So, as a vault events unfolded, keying in the data, I kind of was discovering more and more information. I felt it served a purpose for others. Uh, so the, the uh, subscription idea came along. Um, I felt that it, it, it was uh, a really good resource that offered something for people to sort of buy into. I've invested a huge amount of time in it. So uh, £5 for three months, you know, that's £1.67 a month. I thought it was reasonable, you know, especially as people pay more for a cup of coffee and they have one of those every day. So, yes, it's not free service. Um, there, there, there is a cost. But, you know, that, that money that I get is, is <laughs> it's well, well under minimum pay. But, you know, it's invested back into the rewards wallet. So, in a funny sort of way, we all benefit. Very affordable, and you know the amount of time you've got to put into creating these things. You, yeah, you know, offering it all out for free is, yeah, it's, it's not something I'd do either. To be honest, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to be rewarded for all the effort you put into creating the, the quality content, which I've seen it certainly is. Thank you. So, um. I'm sure it's taken you a hell of a long time collecting all the stats and building your service. So, you know, give the audience a basic understanding of how much work goes into creating what you've built. Um, like I said, it's a huge amount of time and effort. Uh, initially, when I inputted all the game week scores, it was taking me approximately 50 minutes for each game week. Now, I know there's people that are whizzes on... IT and would be able to scrape here and there and do it in a fraction of the time. But I'm I kind of I'm okay with IT, but I've not quite mastered that. Um, so in total, you know that that was over thirty hours just to get that data on in, into Excel, where I could then look at it in more detail. So being a teacher, trying to be a good husband, time is always precious. Um, but once I started, that was it. I kind of have a stubborn determined approach to see it through and I kind of reached the point of no return um, so the, the, there was no Infostocks FC at this time uh, I just kept on on inputting the data and then as I started to create visuals to represent this data um, it, it, it kind of felt that it had a real worth and making it specific to Stocks FC in particular because there's so many uh, football platforms out there where you can get general information for free 
but th this was all about being stock safety uh, specific. So I'm constantly trying to involve what I've done, trying to make it more effective so it serves a purpose. Uh, inputted more and more stuff over the last couple of days. I've got summer holidays coming up, so that will be interesting. Um, I probably could do a few tweets, just letting me know just to calm down a little bit. But it's out there now, it exists. Uh, I'll continue to create content that has a purpose helping others in the same way that has improved my knowledge of how the players perform, or rather how they perform from a Stocks FC perspective. Sounds like a lot of work. So, yeah, thank you for um, thank you for providing a data service because, you know, with these types of products, I remember the Slack days on FI, you know, the data stuff is definitely needed. So, um, so tell us a little bit more about the service. How much does it cost? You know, you've mentioned that. And, you know, what do the users get by subscribing to the service? Um, yeah, it's five five pounds for three months, or it's two twenty five a month. There's one week free trial, so you can literally go in, see all the content, be there for six days, exploit it, and then bugger off. Don't have a problem with that. Um, I'm kind of hoping that if people pop in, that that they'll actually see it's worth to them and and hang around. So um, the the big thing is inputting all the data from last week. I think that's crucial. And I know Greek has that info as well. I don't know of many others, if anyone that, that have actually kind of achieved that. So what we've got is how players perform based on Stocks FC scoring matrix. Very, very important. So if, we, if you think of FPL over a period of time, there are players in midfield that you just don't bother with because they don't score. And, and this modelling has is, is kind of helped in that. So we can see who's working, who works well, who doesn't. Um, so along the way, perceptions are challenged. Um, I'm acquiring new information all the time, working with the numbers that actually represent what happened, so not what we've thought happened. The mind plays tricks on us sometimes, uh, and I feel we just have to work through the emotions to get to the reality of the situation, that's really important. Um, so like some of the things discovered, who would have thought Man City defenders would be as pants as they are? Or Sonny March or Eberechi, I don't know if I pronounced that right, Eze, would emerge as they have done. Uh, the site provides the facts of what actually happened and applies this to the world of stocks FC. So I tried to present this information in engaging more revealing way. Uh, there's now over 100 visuals available, positional analysis, detailed post. Coach O'Reilly, he's some Muppet. He wrote me into getting a slot on Info Stocks. So he writes his piece. As new players are IPO, their details are loaded onto the site for members to view. So there's now an interactive tool that gives you the facility to compare players, download it, um, click across, across a range of metrics, based on supply, price, and actual performance. Uh, just started a newsletter, which is free, so people can subscribe to that. Uh, so I'm just basically trying to make a difference for users. Something that encapsulates me is kind of why I went into teaching. Uh, psychometric tests that I've done in the past, they all kind of portray me as that person that likes to help and assist others 
to improve and that's always come up as a major strength so that's that's what infostox is all about sounds like uh, there's plenty of stuff for stocks fc users to get their teeth into um when's the first newsletter coming out and what will be the frequency of the newsletter uh newsletter is available now so if you subscribe and you can do that on my pinned tweet or not my pinned tweet sorry on, on the header if that's what it's called, not 100% certain, uh, there, there's access there. So you just put in your details in the subs, uh, subscribe section, your email address, and that first edition goes out. Um, yeah, good question. How often does it go out? If, if I do it weekly, it kind of puts a, a sort of emphasis on it, puts you under a bit more pressure. I'm going to try and get it out, uh, I think. I mean, weekly is ideal. But sometimes it's just me doing all of this. Um, certainly bi-weekly, that will work. Um, and, there, and there's tippets in there just trying to lure people in. So people will gain something from it. And it also will showcase what's available on InfoStocks. Cool. Good stuff. Okay, so let's get into the stats side of things then. So one thing I want to know is who had the biggest score last season and what was his score? So I'm guessing it was a Haaland hat-trick by any chance. Uh, you'd be spot on with that. Highest score of 132 points. So no surprises there. Uh, in total, 22 players have reached the 100-point mark. There's four midfielders, two defenders and the rest are forwards. So... Uh, the real question is, who was in second place with a score of 124? So that's something for your listeners to have a think about. Uh, we can add clues a little bit later. Uh, it's a tough one, so it's not obvious. Uh, I'll add clues later, if reminded. Yeah, so that's that's interesting in the sense 22 players reached the 100-point mark but only four were midfielders and two were defenders. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah those defenders that hit those massive scores are going to be, um, yeah, gold dust. But, but the, um, it, it, you still got your positional positions allocated. So, it, there's not um, a star player as it was in Football Index. So, it kind of doesn't matter that much. They're fighting within their own leagues, if you like. So the defenders are like a league two, whereas your forwards are the premiership players. They've got to implement a star man in the future, I think, um, or a star person in each position. I think that would be a great addition to the platform and would massively drive progression within the platform. And yeah, as I've said in other episodes, turn the buyback wallet into a smart contract and then that frees up the money in the buyback wallet to then use as rewards for Starman. So, yeah, we'll see what Alex comes up with in a year or so. So, um, where do you get your stats from? With Stocks FC announcing they're using Opta, um, do you need to do some readjustments? Because you obviously want to be using the same data provider as the Stocks FC platform, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the source provider that I use... And I checked on this yesterday for an article that I posted on Infostocks today. Um, they they use Opta as well. So all my stats are based on Opta. So arguably number one data provider. 
uh, and it and it covers all of the metrics on the um, stocks FT scoring matrix. So I've got all the bases covered using exactly the same uh, stats provider. Good stuff. Everything's nicely aligned then. So moving on to goalkeepers, comparing the stats for Ramsdale, Pope and Martinez, who do you think will be the best hold when they arrive on the platform? Okay, right. So when you uh, originally posed that question, I hadn't done goalkeepers, but goalkeepers have now emerged. They're available on the site now. Um, So who do I think is the best hold when they arrive on the platform? So I have that answer now. Um, I mean, they're, they're all three great goalkeepers, but there is one who does sneak ahead of the others. Do we disclose this now? Um, I'm quite keen on keeping some information for those users, but I will say of those three, the team I support has the best goalkeeper. Funny enough, I sold a goalkeeper this week as well. Um, I had 150 David Reyes. Okay. And with his whole transfer speculation, I just said to myself, right, let's plonk them on the queue just above IPO price. And if they go, they go. Yeah. And yeah, someone brought them off me. So happy days. Yeah. I mean, he, he's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he could, he's brilliant on FPL because of those save points. So I've already alluded to the fact that save points make makes up a large percentage um on the a new thing that i've posted today is based on team of the season i can't remember what i've called it but what i've done is selected not selected there's 33 players that i've put forward um that have won um or would qualify for team of the season so what i've tried to do is narrow down the pool so you've got three goalkeepers so basically it represents an A team, B team and C team within that. So it keeps people guessing a bit, but it does narrow down the pool. Rea was one of those three goalkeepers. So if he stays, um, he, he he's a good hold if he stays. Yeah, because last season, is, I, I noticed his save stats were one, I think they were the best in the league or one of the best. Yeah. So, yeah. It's annoying because I I plan to make him my biggest goalkeeper hold, but with all the transfer speculation, I just can't I can't be pumping money into him when he could bugger off to another league. But like Mitrovic, <laughs> yeah. Well, I then I then went and made Mitrovic my biggest <laughs> hold because I thought he was great value, and now he's probably going to go as well. And then if Kane goes as well, I've lost probably a third of my portfolio. Yeah, so. um, yeah. I'm yeah. in the same boat. I think you brought the same number of. Mitrovic is me, 300? No, I've got 12. I brought 1,250. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've, right. I've managed to sell I managed to sell 50 at IPO price. Yeah. Anana to United is a done deal and Spurs also have a new keeper. So any stats for us on those two Premier League newbies? Um, both their predecessors are in the, the top 10 and one of which sits second... Um, they're, they're, I mean, in my eyes, Onana and Vicario, they're both upgrades, in my opinion. So, and, and I, I didn't realise that actually United has as many clean sheets as they had done when I looked at it today. So, you, you kind of sometimes you get 
don't know you just go go along with the flow a little bit and you, you kind of accept things but United have done very well so if I'm going to choose one I think Onana would would add to United defence um, that were already kind of solid and and there's continuity with the manager as well which unlike Spurs now I, I think Posti is going to do really well I think he's attack minded though which which doesn't look promising for from a goalkeeper perspective and I think they still need to buy a decent centre back um, I know they lost to West Ham but that, I mean their attacking temp will be their strength so I'm not sure about their defence so for me it will be Onana Well you say that but I think um, you know as long as the keeper's a good shot stopper yeah having a weak defence could actually make him a valuable keeper. Because like you say, if he's racking up those saves, yep. that's where the points come from. So, um, Just like Raya. Yeah, I watched, yeah, exactly. So Brentford obviously let quite a few shots through and, and Raya's a good shot stopper. So that's why he had the most saves. And I watched the Spurs game the other day and we had 32 shots. Yeah. So, yeah, the attacking intent is definitely there. It's just whether we tighten up at the back. So... Lastly, on the goalkeeper front, any standout stats you want to share with us? Um, you know, I do a lot of data collection myself for football betting, and sometimes there's just that wow moment when you come across a certain stat. So, anything like that happened to you when you were putting all the data together? Uh, the, the, the biggest one for me was Haaland not being top forward. Looking at the team of the season as well, the, the, there's a surprise there because he, he, he doesn't sit in the top two. So you can guess where he is. But there is another player that, that beats him along with Kane. Uh, Eze was another one. You know, he, he just kept popping up when you're looking, cross-referencing uh, Team of the Week. Uh, and, and, and he was a standout. And with the article I posted today, he, he kind of just double-checked on that. And uh, his numbers really worked for the Matrix. There's another player, actually, who... He has four more wins than any other player. So um, I hope you can forgive me, but I'm, I'm going to withhold that information because I, I want those people that, that subscribe to InfoStocks, that, that they will get that information when it arrives. So that was a big surprise. So there is one player who, who sits four or has won Team of the Week four more times than any other player. So that was, was a major standout. Yeah, I totally get that. You know, with, with your subscription service, you can't be giving away all the information. So I appreciate the, the stuff that you are giving insights into tonight. And um, yeah, yes, we'll just have to stay tuned and see what happens. So moving on to defenders. Estupinan has recently joined the platform and sold something in the region of what I thought he'd sell. But I get the feeling some Brighton players are going to be awesome on Stocks FC this season. So, any stats for us regarding him and the other players in the Brighton squad? S2, he's, he, he's done all right, hasn't he? He was a nearly man, I think, in terms of end product. So, whether it was himself or colleagues, that kind of final ball didn't kind of click. Um, but, you know, Brighton, what a season they've had. They've been brilliant to watch. I mean, they worked Arsenal 3-0 as if things weren't bad enough with City overtaking us to get a result like that was tough. But that that's the quality. They keep seem to uh, keep on producing more and more players. 
So Solly March was a standout player. Um, you know, that, that was another one that could have fitted in that bracket to the question you just answered, the ones that surprised me. Uh, there's another two Brighton players in the top 11 mids. Uh, S2's done all right. He's got four Team of the Week wins, three near misses. And, it, and it's a really difficult category, the, the defenders. It's, it's kind of wide open a little bit. And and it kind of didn't help with players underperforming, you know, your Chilwells, the Jameses, etc. Uh, I think, I don't know what to expect with Brighton this season. If, if Casido goes as well, then um, they'll have Europe to contend with. So I'm not sure, but Zerbi, you know, he's a great manager. So I, I just think they've got nothing to lose and they'll just keep keep firing away and there'll be another few talented individuals that they'll unleash on us all as well. Definitely looking forward to watching their progress this season. And now that they have Europe to factor in as well, um, yeah, I'm kind of hoping that they do at Spurs and finish out. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, it wouldn't be right to have a stats show without mentioning the two teammates who are probably the most competitive in the league. So, let's discuss Trent and Robertson. So, who scored the best out of these two last season and who do you think will have the best season next season? Trent, in terms of team of the week wins, has actually finished 26 players between himself and Andrew Robertson. So... Um, you know, it, it was a difficult season for Liverpool, but uh, you know, Trent, you kind of felt didn't overly perform well, although he kind of found a new position. So that, that's another interesting debate as what what position he'll be unleashed in this year, uh, especially when they're losing defensive midfielders Fabinho and Henderson off to Saudi. Uh, but there's that battleship guy that Coach O'Reilly re- refers to. Uh, and, and Trent, so it'll be interesting to see what Trent will do in midfield. Um, with regards to the team of the season, which I did yesterday and today, really, uh, Trent is one of those players that will appear in the list. Uh, he will be in team of the season. Uh, so even though he's had an indifferent season, you know, Liverpool pipe up. Uh, and, and perform as they have done previously defensively, although they have lost defensive midfielders, um, he he could be a dead set for team of the season. I'm definitely expecting Liverpool to have a much better season this season. And I'm definitely expecting Trent to come on the platform as a defender yeah. because you know, I'd need to see him playing in midfield for more than half a season for his position to be changed. And, you know, most of last season he, he did play in defence. So, he's got to come on as a defender. So, obviously, Chelsea have a similar pairing in James and Chilwell. But, obviously, last season was a train wreck for Chelsea. Although, I think they're going to be very decent next season as well. So, same question as the last one. Who had the best season last season and who smashes it the most next season? Um well, neither of them were great last year and Chelsea were awful, weren't they? Uh, so when you say you think they improved this year, I don't think that's difficult uh, with you 100% on that one. Uh, I don't know, is James injured again? I, I kind of think I may have seen something on that. I mean, that would be a real shame if he if he is injured. Such a quality player, you just want to see him playing regularly. Uh, I actually think Chilwell, Potts will use him as an attacking threat more so than... 
Rhys James. I think Rhys James may find his, find himself more central. So if you think Danny Rose back in those days, I can see Chilwell doing that. And there were glimpses last year of his capabilities, or although for whatever reason he kind of flirted in and out of the team. So he Chilwell would get my vote on that one, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I've um I've got 150 James and 150 Chilwell at the moment, so I'm looking to increase my Chilwell position because I do think he will um he will be the better of the two. Okay, so lastly on the defenders front, I want some stats on Luke Shaw, please, my friend. Uh, the I bought some Chilwell today as well. So with with that goalkeeper money, much better investment. Right, um, right. 28 years, 1 metre 78. Does that do? Uh, okay. <laughs> nah, stocks FC stats. I can get that stuff off, off flash. Okay, so, yeah. Um, he, he's top 10. Team of the week wins. Uh, I can't remember if he's in team of the season. Uh, I did that recently. I think he qualifies. So he will be within that group of 33. Even though he's in the top 10... He's got half the number of wins of Trippier. But there are four near misses to that. So he's definitely a contender. And it'll be interesting to see where Ten Hag plays him. I think United would be even more solid this year as well. So those uh, clean sheets will come. And, and maybe if the defensive pairing solidify and, and can stay fit, Shaw can play on the flanks and offer some more attacking threat as well. And the new keeper helps as well. Definitely think Shaw's, Shaw's going to be a contender for team of the season. So looking forward to him coming onto the platform. OK, so let's talk midfielders now. And your stats have caused quite a stir in the community this week because you had Eze down for seven team of the week wins last season, whereas others are saying it's three or four. And I have to admit, seven sounds very high. So... Do you want to give us um, a bit of background into this discussion? Yeah, I mean, seven was high when I was doing all the data. Like I say, that that was one of the things that surprised me. So even back then, I double-checked. And I've even double-checked the source data and I've written an article. Um, so basically, the, the post details the checks that I've done. So I've broken down each of his wins displayed all of his metrics and even looked at those marginal midfielders to see whether they, if they were classified as, um, sorry, those marginal midfielders that have been classified as forwards. So your Foden, Grealish, Gibbs, White, Almiron, uh, to see whether their scores, if they were midfielders, would derail as a seven team of the week wins. So even, even that didn't interfere with his wins. So I know at the time I was surprised by this and I alluded to perceptions sometimes clouding our judgments and we need to remove these to see the clear facts in front of our eyes so he, he's legit he suits the matrix he contributes in all areas I mean ironically the one area of weakness was his assist and he goes and gets three assists this week albeit against Crawley but you know that that will breed confidence so I'd be keen to get some more moving forwards I think his wins you know he's, he's got two first place wins two second place two third place wins 
and he wins by more than 15 points in three of these. So the point in these wins, they're safe wins. Roy's still there. But even then, he still won prior to Roy's appointment. And, and that perception thing, again, I kind of felt he had a strong end to season. But in the second quarter, he, he, he picked up a number of Team of the Week wins. So he, he, he was even performing under Vieira. Uh, his percentage of scores above 1570. They're not quite up there with Solly March or James Madison, but he's up there. So even with all those checks, the, the seven team of the week wins, they stick. The stats don't lie. So this is true. Know, this is true. <clears throat> his, his supplies, his supplies decent. I actually thought he'd probably sell something in the region of 15 to 20 K. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm probably going to pick up a few. More I'm going to go shopping again at some point. Yeah. Well. I'll be with you in the shopping aisle. Two huge signings have already gone through so far this transfer window in the form of Havertz and Mason Mount. So do you want to give us a comparison regarding these two players? Uh, well, both two similar situations at Chelsea, uh, basically underused really. When they came out, my IPO pick of the week, I looked at these two with Mount coming out slightly on top. Part of this judgment comes when we look back at the previous two seasons. Mount, Mount, he's won player of the season twice in a row at Chelsea. Uh, he was basically performing 12 points less per game on average last year to the season before. So, for whatever reason, he wasn't used last season. Um, Mount's deliver, delivered previously, so I think he does very well at United. I think he'll be loved there. He'll, he'll get game time and and that Mount of old will reveal himself. Havertz, interesting, you know, the guy's quality and he, he just hasn't performed at Chelsea. I don't know why. Uh, I'm still uncertain where he fits in with Arteta. Will he be a week-in, week-out player? Possibly. You know, technically, he's very, very talented and, he, and he's a real talent. So I'm thinking Arteta gets the best out of him. But as things stand at the moment, Due to those uncertainty uncertainties, it, it just led me to believe that he was less of a pick than Mount. So, for me, if I'm choosing one, I'm choosing Mount. So, have you got Havertz in your portfolio? Nope, I passed. No, I purchased oh, Mount and not portfolio and not Havertz. Might regret that. Yeah, I ended up getting seventy-five Mount and a hundred Havertz. So. I've got both of them covered, but um, did you see the so the MLS volley challenge that they yeah. did before that All Stars game? Yeah. Havertz, Havertz is the first player not to score in that. Apparently. That's absolutely fine. I don't care about that as long as he delivers on the pitch. <laughs> well, yeah, the next, when, yeah when during the game he went and scored. Yeah, when it yeah, matters. So. Fair enough. Okay, so one player yet to hit the platform, but we'll know doubt be one of the highest selling players is Bruno so what Bruno stats have you got for us okay so when I looked at this in detail I realized that he waves his arms around about 7.3 times each half of the game uh, and this basically <laughs> increases when United are losing uh, interesting right. I mean they've captain now isn't he so that'll be interesting 
Uh, he, he... Yeah, he's got to be. I think he's got to be less moany and um, you know less waving his arms around now that he's captain. <laughs> yeah, he needs to moan in a different way. You know, similar to Roy Keane, he he was very good at doing that. So um, yeah, Bruno. I mean, he he's a, a quality pick. Uh, he's as good as the Arsenal boys. Or it, whether he's as good as the Arsenal boys, you have to wait and see. Um, but Bruno will get you wins. Uh, does he represent value when he comes on to stocks? You know, because I think everyone's waiting, everyone's going to plow in. So he, you could get the cane effect. He'll he'll guarantee you wins, but you're getting pennies maybe compared to other people. So I like I like the way that stocks FC is set up. Uh, because sometimes that less popular player becomes more valuable. So that will be interesting to see how that plays out. But he's he's real value. He's in the team of the season. Yeah, he, he, he's quality. He'll deliver. Uh, but I think the real, the real quality may, or, the, or the real play is possibly identifying those players under the radar. The Chris Wood, if you like, you know. Uh, does he bang you a hat trick, which potentially he could do on a game week? Bruno's quality, he's in team of the season, so he will be a big buy, I think. How many um, how many team of the weeks did he pick up last season? Oh, I haven't got that. How many did he get? Um, oh, a team of the weeks last season. I mean, he's got yeah, quite a yeah, few. So... Uh, I'm just. Give me a moment if you... So, someone like Eze, you know, picking up seven wins with his supply, you know, even if Bruno picks up seven wins, but if he's got a supply of 50k, then, you know, Eze's five times more valuable in theory. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I have so many tabs, it's unbelievable. Um, There we go, right, team of the week. Uh, Bruno's done a little better than Eze and March. There you go. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Right. Moving on then. So, Tillemans has already been IPO'd after his transfer to Villa went through. So, what's your thoughts on the season ahead for him and what stats have you got for us? Uh, Tillemans, a bit like Havertz, really. A real player. Didn't deliver last year. Had a bit of a bad season. So Villa an improving side. Interesting, actually. Douglas Luiz has been linked to Arsenal and Tottenham, and he features really well. So I was kind of figuring where does Tielemans fit in? You know, he, he's quality. Uh, Emery's a good coach. Villa improving side. So I think he'll he'll do well there. Um, he's got good pedigree. But, you know, last year he performed seven points down on the previous season. So, you know, again, a bit like Mount, his better days are behind him, but he has got pedigree and he probably will be rejuvenated by being at the new club. Uh, the question marks over playing time. So it'd be interesting to see what happens to Douglas Luiz. Uh, he's gained no scores above 70% last year. Oh, sorry, no scores above 70 last year, which is crucial if you're going to be in the melting pot for wins. So that's a little bit of a worry. I didn't purchase, so I've not purchased Tielemans or Havertz, but, you know, if they 
reach their potential, then they can make me eat my words. But I, I think they'll both do all right. I picked up 50 Tillemans. I think him and Madison are going to have very different seasons this year, you know, because they're, they're in new teams. Um, obviously, Villa have got Europe. So I do think Tillemans is going to get plenty of game time because there's going to be a lot of rotation going on at Villa. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can get back to the the Tillemans we expect and, um, yeah, see if he, yeah, like you say, he needs to be getting scores above 70 if he's going to make it into Team of the Week. So, um, yeah, watch this space, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so one player I really want some stats for is Foden. What can you tell us about one of England's hottest young talents? Okay, so, he, he, I mean, he plays more times this year, right? Um, Pep, what's he doing? He only, only 22 games in the league. So... I mean, if, if Pep keeps selling them, then the chance of him selling his midfielders, then surely his playing time increases. Uh, is a stat, his strike rate on those 22 games would take him second. So basically that's the number of team of the week wins per number of games. So that strike rate would take him second just behind Kane. So if he's playing more, he's a real purchase. Uh, so you would expect that as long as um, Pep keeps keep selling those players. And more importantly, if he keeps increase, selling those players, it increases Arsenal's chances of winning the league. <laughs> and we don't want that to happen. Oh, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I totally agree, you know, with Mares now yeah. moving on. It's um, unbelievable, really. I think that... Yeah, you've got to think that Foden is is a regular fixture in that City team at some point going forward. So, yeah, let's hope it's this season. And um, it'll be interesting to see how many he sells when he comes onto the platform. Because, again, I'd ex- I'd expect him to sell a lot. But, yeah, if he's not getting game time, then who knows? He might be one of those cheeky ones that goes under the radar. And... Um, yeah, you, you know, you could have a very valuable supply there. But people are waiting, aren't they, for him? So he's going to be another one of those. Yeah. People are going to plough in. I mean, I, I think I was guilty of that with Kane when I was shopping, you know, three and a half thousand. What was I thinking? Um, and then, and then in, in the cold light of day, and you, you kind of examine it in more details. You think, OK, maybe he's not best value. He's going to get me lots of wins, but maybe not return as, as those players with less supply. Okay, so West Ham may have lost Rice, but I think Bowen is going to bag a couple of wins next season. I got myself 100 of him during the IPO. So what stats have you got for me about Jared Bowen, who I always think looks overweight every time I see him play. (laughs) Maybe it's just his um, short and stockiness that makes me think that. Maybe. I mean, I've, I've not noticed him being overweight. Maybe I could do, you do some stats on that. You will now. Yeah. <laughs> you will now. You'll see it appear on info stocks. I'll be tweeting away. Um, but yeah, could be a feature. I've got 75. Uh, he'd reasonably low ownership, and the payout is 9p per stock. And I've based that on 15% of a £50,000 reward pot. Now, I know we're not going to start at 15%, but kind of just gives people a ballpark figure to work with. Uh, some, by comparison, would be 13p. Brennan Johnson, 21p. I mean, he had five near misses. 
no scores above 70. But, you know, if he, if he banks, if he comes in with one of those, and I think he gets better this year, he'll do all right. Uh, back to Bowen, I mean, he's had a fantastic season prior to last. And I think people are quick to forget or maybe thought he's a one-season wonder. He's looking sharp in pre-season. Um, I'm happy to keep just because we've seen what he's capable of. Similar to Sun, really. Uh, I, I think I'm going to get some more of Sun. Uh, basically, his, his, with Sun, his pedigree goes further back. You, you could argue that Bowen in that season was outstanding. Is he capable of reaching those heights again? Not so sure. But, you, I mean, in a way, I guess you could argue that with Sun. Is he going to equal... Is he going to get the golden boot? I don't think so, but I like him under Postu. And I and I think... I, I mean, I couldn't believe how few stocks were sold of him. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be done that shopping aisle getting some more Sun. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I've... Bowen's looks really sharp in pre-season, so a lot depends on how West Ham perform. Um, you know, how big an impact is losing Rice going to have on the team? Um, you know, what signings they make? Um, you know, it sounds like they've got a good list of people they want to sign, but the problem is everyone knows they've got 105 million in the bank. So, yeah, yeah, they're going. They're going in with those offers and they're just getting rejected because you know they know that they've they've got all that money in the bank. So yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, why 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 are you working off fifteen percent? It, doesn't it go up to fifteen percent? Um, I, I it does. I think it starts in, at five in, in the first few games, and then I guess as the season gets underway, that moves up to fifteen percent. Um, I might, I might yeah. be wrong. I don't, I'm not 100 percent certain on that, so I'm happy to be proved wrong. So I, I don't know. The way, yeah, the way I read it in the white paper is the team of the week wallet will pay out anything from five to 15 percent, depending on how the business is doing. Um, but I think, I think it's best to work off the five percent ratio because, you know. I think anything above that is only going to be promotional basis in the sense, you know, this all of this month team of the week is 15% sort of thing. Um, you know, just to drive people to the platform, drive trading or whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing all my figures off 5% less, less disappointment. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just the optimist in me, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Uh, you just work with, an arrangement of those figures so you know at each level what your returns could be. So, lastly, on the midfielders' front, give me one midfielder you think will bag some wins next season after seeing all the stats. Eze is the standout one. Uh, seven, I I think um, I think he improves again. I just, I think Roy, I don't know what's happened to Roy Hodgson. Uh, and the way he got Palace playing, but I think he'll he'll love it if Zaha goes. I think he'll really kick on, um, become you know the talisman for the team. So I I really got high hopes for him. Another young player, you know, who, who's done all right and potentially could kick on. Did all right with under twenty ones, Jacob Ramsey. So it might be someone who. You know, for me, it's those players with low supply 
So he might be one of those that's worth picking up uh, and, and he's going to keep on improving and he's not going to bugger off to Saudi Arabia as well. So he's a good long-term hold. And that's the same for Eze as well. Yeah, Ramsey picked up a new, quite a bad injury in the Euro, in the Championship, so didn't he? I don't know, so, I missed that. Yeah, I think he he picked up a bad injury, so we'll have to see what happens coming back from that. Okay, so moving on to attackers, let's start with the machine they call Haaland. Give us an overview of his stats from last season. Well, the, bit, the, oh, the biggest surprise, he didn't finish top, you know, he... He, he obliterated the Premier League. But, you know, similar to FPL points, Kane kind of matched him all the way. Um, and, and on this, Kane's pipped him. Yeah, it's very close. But Kane has pipped him basically on near misses. So that really surprised me. And I, and I had to keep double-checking because I kind of felt this, this can't be right. And it's that perception thing as well. And I kind of think we should be open to that, that, we, we, we kind of ex- don't be too accepting, kind of look into the facts a little bit more. Um, the, I mean, the other thing, the my team of the week wins. They're only based on Premier League. So he did bang one, two hat-tricks, I think, in Europe. Kind of not looked at that. So that may change things a little. Um, he's hit four scores over 100. Uh, I can't remember. What did I say there were? Ten? Ten scores? Maybe 12? His top score is 132. Uh, so as well as those four scores over 100, he also got two scores of 99. So there's your sixth team of the week wins there for you right away. Uh, if he's not scoring, it could be argued, does he contribute as much in other areas? So I think that might be the reason, you know, why I, I said he, he does not finish in the top two in the team of the season. And I think that's another stat that's really surprising. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's it, really. I mean, he he's a beast. Does he get better again in the second season? I mean, I, I was one of those who felt that he would struggle in the beginning in the Premier League. So he made me eat my words. I watch a lot of Dortmund. They're one of my favourite teams in Europe, so... I, I knew as soon as he came to the Premier League, he was going to absolutely smash it. And he he exceeded my expectations. So, like you say, with the perception thing, I would have thought he would have absolutely smashed everyone else out of the park. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and, and, and he's yeah. he's like, I, I don't know, it, it, I think it's nearly 200 points down over the course of the season on the top two. Right. That's, so, that's an interesting stat for you. Indeed. So, yeah, I mean, with regards to supply, I mean, it obviously depends how many people are on the platform when he gets IPO'd. But you've got to think 2,000 people buying uh, 50 stocks means he sells out in a matter of minutes. So, yeah, him sitting there with a supply of 100,000, yeah, he's going to win regularly. But yeah. the value yeah. could definitely be in other places. If, if, he, if, if that happens... And Kane doesn't go to Bayern Munich, which I don't think he does do. I'll be very happy, Bunny, with three and a half thousand Kane, because all of a sudden he looks good value compared yeah. to Haaland. Yeah, compared to compared Haaland. to Haaland. Yeah. Okay, so Brennan Johnson seems like a good young prospect. Or what were his stats like for last season? 
Um, I kind of mentioned him a little bit, haven't I? Uh, he had five near misses, so just missed out. Um, I think he improves again this season. Um, my, my concern is he, he hasn't hit any scores above 70. And, and the forward position is stacked with talent, you know, and that, that's a worry. Um, he, he returns, obviously, because of his, of his low supply. His returns would be high. Um, that's if he wins. I think in play, I, don't, I think that's up and running to start with. So he's got a difficult start, start although, for, although Forrest, they've got a game home against Sheffield United. So that could be a game where maybe you might collect some pennies from him. I think he's definitely worth a punt. Might move to Brentford. Brentford. You know, they're going to be without Ivan Tony, So that'll be interesting to see how that plans out. I'm looking forward to watching him next season. Um, yeah, I think he's a great talent and Forrester, one of my favourite, yeah. you know, bottom feeder teams sort of things. So, and they're going to improve, yeah. aren't they? I mean, um, yeah, if they sign a Langer, Morgan, you know, they've got Morgan Gibbs-White, Brennan Johnson, they've got that forward that smashed it at the end of the season for them. Really so, or whatever, I don't know, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... It's, I guess it's a case of whether they can tighten up at the back and not be as leaky in defence as they were last season. Yeah, you'd think they'd get better, wouldn't you? OK, so let's talk Liverpool. Plenty of attacking options to be added to the platform. So Nunes, Gakpo and Jota, are they all classed as attackers or will some of them be midfielders, do you reckon? Uh, my bet, they're all attackers, I think. Um, Gapo kind of played that false nine role. Uh, they're, they're kind of the attacking three, and I've kind of used that with teams that play that front three. I think the majority of those players will become forwards. So, like Salah, Saka, Rashford, although Rashford plays a little bit deeper, but he has played up front. So, I kind of looked at that. So, in my mind, they're all attackers. So Jota's come back from injury. Um, so kind of, it's a really difficult call, isn't it? Um, God, I've got a whole host of stats here. I don't know how best to present them. Um, in terms of team of the week wins, their total score, kind of you're looking at one point for team of the week win and one point, half a point, sorry, for a near miss. Jota's 1.5, Gakpo's 3.5, Nunes tops that with four. Um, looking at strike rate, number of games to wins, Jota's 6.8%, Gakpo's 16.7%. So he's top. Nunes is 13.8%. And it's difficult to follow, isn't it? Um, goals, it, it's good on a visual. When they release, go on to Infostocks. It'll look great there. Uh, goal strike rate, so different to the previous strike rate, which is Team of the Week wins. Jota is 42.9%. That was last season. But this season, they're all very similar. So Jota, 31.8%. Gakpo, 33.3%. Nunes, 31%. So... Oh, what was the question? Are they all classified as mid-attackers? Yes. Uh, do you want me to pick one of those? If I'm going to pick one. Yeah, go on then if you want. Um, 
Okay. After after those stats, I'd probably go Gakpo. Uh, you're moving on. Yeah, I like Gakpo. I think he he's done really well. I think the problem is they're going to rotate, aren't they? I think Salah plays. Yeah. So then you've got um, Luis Diaz. I think it's Luis Diaz. So you've got four fighting over two positions. Um, yeah. That could be problematic. So there will be rotation. I think Nunes has probably got the biggest potential to haul. Uh, but it wasn't a great advert last year for him as he missed so many big chances. He was frustrating. I know I had him a few times yeah. on FPL. Uh, does he improve this year? You know, that was his first season. Um, he has to if he wants to stay on the team. Gakpo was cool. He, he had a great start. Uh, I think Klopp quite likes him, although he likes him all, doesn't he? Jota seems to always score. Not when he's in my FPL team, he doesn't. Um, so, if I'm going to choose one, I'm going to go with Nunes, purely on the basis on his potential to haul, but he could massively let me down and miss a whole series of big chances. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I had him in my FPL team a lot last season, and basically every time I took him out, he, he went and banged a load of goals, and when I brought him back in, he didn't do anything. So, yeah. yeah. I think that was more clinical. Yeah, doesn't get yeah. as many chances. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see how it plays out. Okay, so lastly on the attackers front, give us some stats for Ollie Watkins, who had a decent season last year. Yeah, he's done all right. I've not really looked too much into him at the moment. I kind of went when the players are IPO'd and I released them onto Info Stocks. Uh, I kind of, especially in the IPO pick of the week, I kind of have a look at them and pinpoint exactly where where they're at um he did you so ollie watkins he sits with 10 players 10 players on four team of the week wins so that forward category is really um competitive um if i'm gonna add context to that salah's got five wins rashford has three so he's there with 10 players on four team of the week wins that's it that's what you're getting from me. So, on that. <laughs> it, it sounds like um, Stocks FC needs to go to a one-one-one-eight formation. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, the what I haven't disclosed is, and and I do differentiate by the number of near misses, which I think is relevant because you want players that are competitive. Uh, the other thing we look at is percentage of scores above seventy. So, with with those two kind of get an idea of who will be the best picks out of those players that have kind of all in that 10 players with four team of the week wins. Thanks for all the stats you've given us today, mate. Um, no worries. If the, audience, if the audience want any of these stats, then check out Jerry's um, Twitter feed and you'll find a link to Info Stocks FC. Sign up. It's only a few quid a month which is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Less than a cup of coffee. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for joining me tonight, which means you get to take part in my guesses from the guests competition. So, cool. being, the, being <laughs> the stats guy, you should be winning this. Good. Added pressure. <laughs> so, there's 20 points up for grabs. Let's rattle through these nice and quickly. So, you ready, mate? Yeah. Right. Okay, so for this batch of questions, you get one point for every correct answer. So, 
How many players will be on the platform when the final game of the season finishes? 241. Will Rashford win a team of the month in the 2024 part of the season? Yes. Will Solly March win a team of the month in the 2024 part of the season? Yes. And Ben Chilwell? Yes, because I have all of them. I'm optimistic. <laughs> okay, so give me two attackers who make it into team of the season. Uh, I'm going to go Kane. I bet everyone's gone to Haaland, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> so do you want, should we go a bit different? Who should I pick? I've been an Arsenal fan. I'm going to go Kane and Saka. Saka, cool. Could have gone to Aziz. Two, two midfielders. Oh, Bruno will go Odegaard. Two defenders. Trent and Trippier. Cool, and a goalkeeper. Ramsdale. So, for the next batch of questions, if you get within 1% either side of the answer, then you pick up a point. So, wow. what will Harry Kane supply? One point for 1%. Yeah. Um, 30,000... 874. And what would James Madison's supply be at full time on the final day of the season? At 9,347. And what will Trippier's supply be? 14,541. Right, what will the Stocks FC market cap be at full time on the final day of the season? So there's two points up for grabs here because I want a figure in Ethereum and I want a figure in Great British Pounds. Okay, pounds. Five seven five so five hundred and seventy-five thousand four hundred and fifty Ethereum uh and I now know how to pronounce that. Uh three hundred and ninety-one point three one. What will the total number of stocks burnt figure be at full time on the final day of the season? Uh two thousand seven hundred. 2700 and what will the average stock price be? Oh, one pound and one P. Cool. And what will the average supply be? 11,101 average supplies. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. And then lastly, <laughs> and this is a tough one, what will my total rewards earned figure be in Ethereum once the team of the season rewards have been paid out? Absolutely clueless on this. Um, 0. 0.27. Okay, 0. 0.27. Do you like the sound of that? Nope. I'm expecting to win around one Ethereum over the course of the season. So if okay, I I've mass massively undervalued your port then. <laughs> yeah. If I end <laughs> up with 0. 0.27 Ethereum, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. Well, I'm happy to be completely wrong for your sake. Come on, mate. Tell us who it is. Okay, okay. Let's do the IPO reveal. Okay, next up is the IPO reveal. So let me give you a few clues. He's an attacker for the Magpies and he picks up injuries on a fairly regular basis. Okay, well, for those of you in the audience that have worked it out, it is Callum Wilson. So, Callum Wilson will be joining the platform at a price of 0 0.00036 Ethereum, which is roughly 53p. Now, Alex also said to me that we'll see one player from each position being IPO'd next week. 
and one of them has signed for his new club in the last 10 days and one of them is from one of the newly promoted clubs. And Callum Wilson, new IPO, 53p. Yeah. Bargain, I think. on that. First impressions. Yeah, so I think we've got a good week coming up. You know, one of the new signings. Um, so who knows who that will be. There's been quite a few signings over the last 10 days, but yeah, look forward to that one. Someone from a newly promoted club, Luton, Burnley or Sheffield United. So yeah, plenty to go on this week for the IPOs. I reckon they save the big IPO for next week when it's payday. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I I did mention that to Alex quite a few times. You know, I said to him when it when it's payday, you want to make sure that you you pop in a player on the platform that's going to get a lot of interest. Um, it's no good doing it a week before payday because you know those who are on a budget they're not going to be able to get involved or not as involved as they would if it's payday. Yeah, they've spent all their money on Johnson or Chris Wood, not Brennan Johnson. <laughs> Um, any plans to expand your service, add new features, that sort of thing, Jerry? Um, oh, I, I keep keep on evolving. You know, I love that word, evolving. I think that's what happens. I think it's just a huge word. It's so appropriate. Uh, so things will keep on evolving. Try and make it a viable product that people trust and gain from. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, the start of the new season will be interesting. Uh, so how I present that content, I've got a few ideas in mind again it will be stocks fc relevant um plenty of excellent data providers out there so i'll be doing my best to ensure it's got complete relevance to stocks fc um it's just kind of i I keep getting ideas i do this putting them on there it i mean it's grown massively um from what was on their content wise initially so We'll see, you know, maybe we'll end up partnering partnering up with someone who sees the potential, maybe has a skill set to complement mine, moves InfoStocks FC to another level. I'm just happy to sort of trumble along, see what tomorrow brings and just keep working to the best of my ability to make it something that, that people enjoy and value. From what I've seen so far, you've done a very good job. Um, yeah, I love your infographics and everything you're producing on a visual level is yeah, it's pretty um, impressive. So, yes, yeah, I really appreciate that. I shall um, watch your product evolve closely over the first season of Stocks FC. I'm going to start wrapping things up. So, Jerry, appreciate you taking the time to join me tonight. Is Thank there you. anything else you want to add before I start wrapping things up? And do you want to tell the audience where they can follow you and find out more about your service, etc.? Thank you. It's it, it's been great, and you know it's the first time I've done anything like this, so I appreciate the invite. Um, I basically, you've got three weeks trial. Pop in, have a look. You know, if it's not for you, move on. I value any feedback. You know, you need, you can do that. DM my Twitter feed. So if you go or DM, sorry, email me on Twitter. All the information is on my Twitter handle. So go there, sign up to the newsletter, just touch base, and and have a look around. You know, I'm. I actually think the content there is really relevant. 
and it'll be great to have more people popping by and having a look and see what they think. But more importantly, getting that feedback and just evolving it so it presents as something that's useful to everyone. Happy days. All right, thank you very much. My closing thoughts this week. Stats are super important for platforms like Stocks FC, and it's crucial that we have services like Jerry's offering access to a whole range of stats. I'm getting really excited to see the live rankings in action during the first game, which is the Charity Shield in 16 days' time. I dropped a new video on my YouTube channel this week, which is all about understanding the importance of supply on the Stocks FC platform. So go and check it out. And whilst you're there, make sure you subscribe to the channel, please. Next on my to-do list was a Stocks FC newsletter, but Jerry's beat me to it on that front. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see what's contained in his and then decide whether it's worth me doing one too, which I think it will be, but mine mine was going to be monthly. So yeah, if his is weekly and mine's monthly, then you're going to be you're going to be well informed. That's Bi- for sure. bi-weekly. And I, and I think your stats, I think you you give a, decent, a brilliant overview of what's going on with stocks from a slightly different perspective. So I think, yeah, it's definitely worthwhile. Um, and I'll certainly be subscribing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very platform orientated, if you like. You know, I want to. I want to know myself what's going on on the platform and then, you know, that data I want to share with everyone so everyone else can see what's going on. So, yeah, plenty of stats to come. A little something I've done for the community is to create an FPL league. So, and I tapped Alex up for some prizes. He's kindly agreed to pay Stocks FC credit to the winner of the cup, which will be $50 and the top three in the league which will be $150 for first, $75 for second, and $25 for third. All you need to do to be eligible for a prize is join the league before the first game of the season kicks off and make sure you've got a Stocks FC account that you've deposited into before the end of the season. The code for the league is UUMNID, so that's Uniform Uniform Mike November India Delta, So get yourselves in there ASAP and drop me a DM to let me know the name of your team so I can keep an eye on my followers' teams throughout the season. If you want a serious Stocks FC education, then you should go back and listen to all the episodes of my show as I'm trying to cover every single part of the Stocks FC platform with my content. If you haven't signed up to Stocks FC yet, then what are you waiting for? Make sure you use the referral link in podcast description and yeah sign up through my referral link when you get to the point of depositing make sure you follow my guide regarding how to get ethereum in stocks fc via one of the cheapest routes on average i only pay around three percent in fees whereas ramp charges nearly five percent and over time it all adds up so follow my guide which is at the top of the space or in the podcast description how do you deposit jerry the worst one <laughs> but ramp, I, yeah, yeah, and you know, there's there's kind of a fear factor because it's all new to me, and I think that's brilliant, and and we need to make that make more people aware uh, of that video, and I need to make time to look at it rather than creating content because I'd save two percent. Yeah, so yeah, that's why I wrote the guide because 
yes, crypto is scary to people, but you know the method I've set up, it's a very, very user-friendly platform. You get your money into the crypto world for no charge whatsoever. You just use the Great British Pounds to buy Ethereum. You go to the Stocks FC website, you get the wallet address to put the Ethereum into, and you just send it to that wallet address. Job done. So, cool. yeah, over the course of the season, if you're making a lot of deposits, all those extra 2% are going to add up. Yeah. And that, you know, that could have been 150 Chilwells or, <laughs> you know, 150 Salas, whatever. So, yeah, it's well worth doing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so if anyone wants to be a guest on the show, then drop me a DM and we'll get it scheduled. And you'll be able to enter my guesses from the guest competition where there's $100 of Stocks FC credit up for grabs. Right, thank you for tuning in, in everyone and listening on the podcast apps. Make sure you follow me on all my socials. Like and retweet my content as much as possible, please. Yeah, let's get the Stocks FC brand out there. And mine. Keep- yeah, and, and Jerry's too. And, Sorry. yeah, the community itself is a great marketing machine. So I'll work hard creating the content and tweeting about it. All I ask from you guys is to hit that like button and the retweet button and share my content however you can. So until next week, trade well, my friends, and don't worry, football is nearly back. So LFG. Yeah.